You are Locked On Pac-12, your daily podcast on the Pac-12 Conference. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Locked On Pac-12. There's no better place to get all your Pac-12 conference news than the Locked On Pac-12 podcast, hosted by your girl, Cindy Robinson. So follow the Locked On Pac-12 podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Today, we have a lot to talk about from UCLA to Oregon and a little bit of Stanford as well. So... Joining me now is Brian Brown from Locked On Youths. Brian, how's it going today on this beautiful Friday? Every day I get to hang out with my homegirl Cindy is a good day, so obviously I'm having a great time. That's what I'm talking about. So usually I don't like to say what day it is that we're recording or whatever day that is the episode's being posted because, you know, you never know when your listeners are listening. But on, like, Fridays and Mondays, it's kind of hard not to because you're like, TGIF Monday's like hey we're gonna have a good week somehow like you know you kind of want to put those things in the mix maybe we just make every show that Friday vibe and just try and bring the bring the vibe to the people every day well that is a good idea I don't know how realistic it is but we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna try that it's a good idea bring the good vibes every day like it's a Friday (sighs) I wish it was that easy (laughs) Just turn the switch. I just want to turn the switch. Make every day a Friday. That would be great. That would be great, but then no one would really want to work, you know? That's a whole other topic. We're here to talk sports. We're here to talk Pac-12 sports in particular. We're here to work today. Jeez. To work. Is this really work? This is is like fun work. Our work is like during the day. This is like the fun work on the side. Yeah. Yeah. This is, well, this this is almost like a hobby that you're like getting a little hustle off of. Exactly. Exactly. Okay, so to dive in, because I know the listeners are probably like, what are they talking about? Like, can we get to the stuff? We are talking UCLA, Oregon, and Stanford today. Just giving you some updates from fall camp ahead of the season. It's right around the corner at this point. We are literally, like, scraping by the weeks. It's it's here, people. Get excited. Get pumped up. Plan some Pac-12 games to go to if you haven't already. Like, this is... It's the time. So UCLA, the biggest news I would say to talk about today is the fact that DTR was back in practice. That's Dorian Thompson Robinson. For those of you that aren't big UCLA fans, um, the quarterback of UCLA, he was back in practice after missing over a week. It's unclear why he was missing or what was going on, but it seems like all is well and he's back in the mix. Yeah, not a lot of information out there, and and I guess Chip Kelly's already playing the game. Can't give his opponents any information, uh, and and it's hard to in this era of COVID just wrecking everything and being a real jerk in the room. It's hard to tell like how much of it is just stuff that they can't release because of whatever HIPAA is. Although I feel like it covers everything now, uh, according to the general public, but bottom line is that he's back he's practicing he's rolling forward and that's a good thing for ucla because he is seriously the the motor to that offense for it to really roll and click like it's supposed to he's got to be the guy to to make everything happen and and 
you know, I'm, I'm starting to, to build a theory where he doesn't need to be the game breaker. He needs to be the game manager with a few breaking news moments, right? So big play here and there. But for the most part, he's just got to run the offense. He's got so many weapons around him that they should be good. This should be a really good offense. And so you need to get him healthy, get him clicking with everybody else there, and get him getting those reps. He's He's got the physical tools, but he really does need to rep it out with the offense. Speaking of those weapons, are any of them standing out to you in fall camp from the reports that you've seen? Because obviously none of us have are being able to go to practice or anything. We're not in Southern California right now. But anything from reports that you've seen about this offense? Yeah, I, I mean, I think they've got some running backs on this offense that are really, really um, talented. And I, I think they're going to do some damage. You know, I'm, I'm hearing a lot of buzz regarding – this is a weird one to start with, but Sean Ryan, who's going to be playing left tackle, I believe, for them this year, uh, he is going to be that next Panay Sewell-type name that we're going to start hearing all the time in terms of, like, yeah, he's a first-round talent. You know, scouts are drooling all over him. Uh, it, it's been quiet, but I think those whispers are going to start getting a lot louder with him. Um, but there are also some other guys that, you know, Zach Charbonnet, We've heard, we've talked about him. Charbonnet, Charbonneau, Charbonnet. Charbonnet, Charbonneau, Charbonneau. Charbonnet. We're going to figure that out. We're going to figure yeah. that out. Maybe These we are... should have him come on and tell us. That's yeah, we I'm have saying. a running list of, like, <laughs> names that we need to figure out before the season starts. Let's start making that an actual list. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And, you know, he's he's been an impact guy already, which is good news for, for the uh, incoming Michigan transfer we at least know where he's coming from, maybe if we don't quite know how to pronounce his name. Uh, Britton Brown, obviously the mainstay. Uh, what we know about him is what we know, right? Like he's a, a talented player, so they're going to have a lot of good things. And then I think the other name that you really always have to talk about with UCLA is Greg Dulcich, uh, the tight end. And, and he is such a versatile weapon, and I think he's going to be a big part of the offense. But he's also one of those guys where that's part of the reason why I say DTR needs to manage the game and not try and break the game open every single play because Greg can do it for you. You know, like he's got some ability at tight end to where he can really stretch the field. Uh, you know, he can be a good possession receiver, but he can move the sticks. You just got to get in the rock, you know, under control. And I think that's always been DTR's thing is that he's just this specimen of a human being in terms of athletic talents. You've got to kind of control those and rein those and pick and choose your spots when to really let the rubber band go, so to speak, and pop off. Fair enough, fair enough. I feel like it's as much as we are trying to give as much as we can from fall camp, it's still so early to make full evaluations. Um, it's going to be one of those things like we're not going to really know what any team is really about until we see them in that first game and can evaluate what things need to be improved, what looked good, you know, and et cetera, et cetera. So these, take these for what you may. We don't have a bunch of information to give you as if we're at training camp each day. Um, Brian was able to give us a little more from Utah's camp, and Michael was able to give us a little more from Arizona's camp. But those are rare exceptions. So please don't hold us to anything tough like and, be, and think our word is bond 100%. We're only telling you what we can from where we are. Uh, but coming up next, we do have some updates from Oregon's fall camp and Stanford's fall camp. Before I jump towards that, I have to let you know about sweat block. It is an antiperspirant to help you really stop sweating and not having to deal with those sweat stains. I don't know about you, Brian, but I'm a big sweater, unfortunately. I hate to admit that, but it is what it is. I am a big sweater, and 
yes, it's good when you're trying to work out, but not necessarily when you're trying to look good and, you know, in your nice clothes. And it's kind of embarrassing at times. So if you have dealt with this or know someone that have, has dealt with this, then sweat block will be great for you. It's doctor created, doctor recommended. It works for up to seven days per use and it's a dry shirt guarantee. So if sweat block doesn't keep you dry, you get your money back, which is great, right? You, there's some guarantee there and then incentive to try something new when you know you can get your money back if it doesn't work. It's been featured and tested on the Rachel Ray Show by firefighters and it's the best seller on Amazon for the past 10 years, over 13K reviews. And the best part is it's manufactured in the USA, so you don't have to worry about anything, you know, fishy going on or anything extra. So you can wear what you want to wear. It's basically a confidence booster. You know, you don't have to worry about the extra issues if you're nervous or you get anxiety, those type of things, no issue. And especially during the summer, it's hot everywhere. So this is perfect for you. If you or someone you love is dealing with this, you have to check out Sweatblock. Get it today for 20% off at sweatblock.com with promo code locked on or at Amazon and CVS. We are talking fall camp right now giving you updates from the different schools. Right now, we are going to focus on Oregon. Um, Brian, you were trying to make jokes about me forgetting who we were talking about just a few seconds ago. But when it comes to Oregon, obviously we know that they're a powerhouse. Heading into this season, they're one of the favorites as far as you know winning Pac-12, which is no surprise there. Uh, just before we get into like what's going on in fall camp and stuff, I do want to point out that there are five ducks on the Reese's Senior Bowl preseason watch list. I'm not going to say all their names because one of them I struggle with, so I'm going to hand that over to Brian. It, like you said, it's the one watch list where you're not going to find Kayvon Thibodeau because this is the Reese's Senior Bowl watch list. Ducks land five players on it. Malasala, Omalve, Lalulu, Baulu. Excuse me, one too many L's in there. Ryan Walk from the offensive line, both named to that watch list, along with Johnny Johnson. And uh, who's who else was on there? CJ Verdell. That's Come on right. now. I always forget who that is. I can't, I can't figure it out. Uh, and Anthony Brown. And uh, I think, you know, we're starting to see a trend here with the, with the senior bowl that senior transfer QBs are getting put on that watch list, kind of regardless uh, of whether or not they've been named the starters officially, but in co you know, in conjunction with that naming on the watch list, also Anthony Brown did show up the other day on the Twitter account as one of the ducks of the day. So if you are to believe what you read on Twitter and boy, I would never have any reason not to believe that you would have to think that Anthony Brown probably is trending towards becoming the starter at the, at the beginning of the season. At Pac-12 Media Day, I will say that it seemed like he was the one that was stepping up in that leadership role and that the players have mentioned, like, they expect kind of, without saying it, you know what I mean? Because they're not the ones to say who's going to be named starter or not, but it did seem like he was the one that they had in mind for that position. And understandably so. He's got the experience. He's... uh you know, he is uh, a talented player. He showed out at, at Boston College. And really what they need uh, there in Oregon is a stabilizing presence. I don't think they necessarily need another Justin Herbert type performer. Uh, they've got plenty of weapons out there. We've talked about the tight ends, the wide receivers, running backs. 
there's plenty of weapons on offense. The offensive line obviously is progressing as well. And that's going to always be a focal point for former offensive lineman Mario Cristobal. So they just need somebody to come in and manage the situation. We're getting a trend here with game managers and quarterbacks on today's show. I don't get it. <laughs> Quarter, the quarterback situation at Oregon was probably the biggest storyline going on besides obviously Kayvon Thibodeau. But like there's only so much you're going to talk about when it comes to him. And then when it comes to that quarterback battle, it's still a wait and see situation. Like you said, we're predicting at this point that it will be Anthony Brown when it comes time to start on that first game. What do you think that Anthony Brown brings to that position to win it besides the experience level? Because we did talk about that a little bit already today, just a few seconds ago when you were talking. But besides that, like, what do you feel like he brings in that role and for this offense? Well, I, I think it's stability and, and leadership. Those are the two biggest things. Uh, you know, and, and that really for Oregon is the key component. You know, he is uh, uh, he is a unique football player. Um, he's had a really good career. I think he was maybe a little miss uh, misused at Boston College, um, and that's why he entered in the transfer portal and went to Oregon. This is an offense that can use his skill set, his leadership. Uh, he's a charismatic kid, so I think for an Oregon team that looked a little lost at times last year having that kind of leadership and that kind of buy-in is important. And look, Oregon has talent in spades. They're never going to be lacking for talent. They're always going to get the most talented guys that they can top 10 recruiting classes on the reg, all that kind of stuff. And so what you got to find is you got to find those guys who can get buy-in from the talent because otherwise you just become this, this team of independence, so to speak, where everybody's out to get their stats. Everybody's out to get their, um, their numbers and they're not really playing to really advance the cause. Now, some of that is going to be Mario Cristobal. We've heard a lot of talk and a lot of conversation about him, especially at media day and how he loves his guys, how they, how he builds those relationships. Uh, but I think it helps to have uh, players on the field who also re reflect that and echo that. And especially a newcomer in Anthony Brown. And, and he's got good size for the, you know, I, I like, those quarterbacks that are about 6'2", 6'3", 220, you know, uh, not quite a thick boy, but like, you know, hot boy summer, maybe we'll call it that. <laughs> I like it. I like it. I'm a, I'm a Meg fan. So I'm here for the hot boy, hot girl summer. Just live your life responsibly, people. That's all I got to say. But we talked about um, this quarterback battle in this situation being the one thing that may hold Oregon back going into this season. Now that it seems like they're kind of figuring it out and it may have some direction, is there anything else that you could see that may hinder this team from winning the Pac-12 again this season? It, it sounds uh, it sounds almost like kind of a cop-out answer, but individualism, I think, is the real big concern. You know, we've seen and heard so much about Kayvon Thibodeau and his goals personally if he doesn't start buying in and getting guys to lead to, to play with him and, and, and be a leader that could cause some division. Now they're just good enough talent wise to where it's not going to affect them every single game, but in those crunch time moments, that's when leadership really shines. And so they've got to be bought in and be playing together. Uh, I also think that, you know, injuries are, are always a question mark with every team. And while Oregon is really deep, they're also deep with experience. These are all guys that have come back to play for another year. You know, CJ Verdell has been there forever. So I don't know how anybody could ever forget his name on a podcast. That would be ridiculous. Um, so ridiculous. Never would happen. But uh, 
and they've lost a few guys to the transfer portal, but also replaced some. And then they're just a talent factory right now. So you worry about inexperience. You worry about injury, obviously. Um, you know, I think coordinators probably not as big a deal. Coaching staff not as big a deal. You know, Mario Cristobal has kind of proven himself to be one of the better coaches. Whether I like his style or not, he's proven himself to be a capable coach, both in recruiting and, and building a culture up there. Um, what remains to be seen is I think this is a year where the Ducks can be challenged by multiple squads. How do they res re respond in those gut check moments? That's really where I'm curious to find out. And we will find out soon enough. We're weeks away from the season opener. But coming up next, we'll talk about Stanford and give you some updates from there. That's one of Brian's favorite programs to talk about. He's, like, obsessed with all the Stanford players. And obviously, Fear the tree. more than anything, probably David Shaw at this point. It's very clear. Um, but forget all of that. You need to know about Bet Online since season's right around the corner. This is the place you want to place all your bets at. If you're looking to get in on some betting action, betonline.ag is the place for you. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing and you can track all the action at BetOnline. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. If you're looking for the best tasting protein bar out there, Built Bar is the one for you. Built Bar comes in nine delicious flavors, a little something for everybody from coconut to coconut almond. If you're more into the fruity flavors, they have cherry and raspberry. And then obviously for our chocolate lovers, they have mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate and salted caramel. Literally something for everyone. I'm more of a salted caramel type. The best part about Bill Bar is that it's healthy. That's right, tasty and healthy. Each bar has about 17 to 18 grams of protein, low in calories, low in sugar, and low in carbs. That's nine amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. Go to BillBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your first order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BillBar.com. We're talking fall camp and now moving our focus to Stanford. Look, Stanford is one of those teams where we said we were super excited about them because their players are more than just football players. I mean, this is the case for all schools. I'm not going to diminish anyone, but they put a lot of emphasis on that student part of student athlete, and we love that for them. But we are also excited about the football part of that student athlete uh, title. Now, Brian, this is another team with a, a quarterback battle going on. They lost quarterback Davis Mills. He got drafted to the Houston Texans. So we will also be updating, you know, what's going on Pac-12 in the NFL as that comes along. But for now, with Stanford, they have, um, I don't know, is he a senior, junior, Jack West? Why did I just have it in front of me and I lost it? No, Jack West is young. He's a youngin. I think he's a oh, senior. No, nope, I said it. He's a senior. Yeah, right. Okay, 
So senior Jack West and sophomore Tanner McKee are in contention for the starting job. At this point in time, it definitely seems like Jack West will probably get it, but we're not going to base that off of age or anything. Brian, what is your analysis of this quarterback battle? Well, I, 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 it's Stanford, so you need to have somebody who makes good decisions, and that's really what they recruit. They've got a lot of talent on the roster with West and Tanner McKee. Uh, Tanner McKee, a highly rated prospect. Ari Patu uh, from Sacramento, the true freshman on the roster, probably not going to be in contention for it, but you need to determine a starter sooner rather than later. And uh, all signs point to Jack West being it because of the experience and everything like that. But at the same time, this is a unit and a team that, that does return some good talent on the offensive side of the football. I think it's an offensive line unit that is progressing well. Uh, you know, I think new coach, uh, uh, Terry uh, Terry Heffernan has brought a lot of energy and and um, to the offensive line, uh, and and that should help this group because Stanford has traditionally recruited very well in the offensive line. Now they did lose uh, well, Davis Mills. Well, Davis Mills is the quarterback and, and left tackle. Oh, um, Anthony Walker? No, that's a whole Walker different Little. thing. Walker Little. That's Walker who we're talking Little. about. How Anthony Walker. Think- I don't know who Anthony Walker is, actually. Please forgive me for that. I don't know where that came from. Anthony Walker, if you're listening, shout us out. We'll give you a shout out again next week. Um, but losing Walker Little to the, to the NFL, where he's going to likely protect the blind side of uh, Trevor Lawrence for the Jacksonville Jaguars, I think you know that that does leave some impact. But they've got some guys there on that offensive unit to replace him. I think that's why you really want to find a quarterback to establish it. Um, you know, West and McKee, both bigger quarterbacks, 6'4", 215 for Jack, 6'6", 228 for Tanner. Um, I think McKee maybe brings a little bit more in terms of, um, you know, physical stuff to the table, you know, like, like a big arm. Again, a highly rated recruit, everything like that. Jack West, having been in the program for four years, probably seems like he's the guy going forward. And, like, let's not get it confused. The reason why Tanner McKee doesn't have as much experience is because he was on that LDS mission. But he, like you said, was a highly recruited um, quarterback out of high school and just someone that he has the skills. So, like, if in a, if he does become the backup, it's not like the backup is like, oh, shoot, we're in trouble. You know what I mean? It's just more so out of experience level than anything. Um when it comes to that offense, since we're talking that offense, the receivers, it seems like, are not really full of experience as well, at least the ones that they expect to start, which would be uh, Bryson Tremaine and Elijah Higgins. They've both seen minimal snaps in their collegiate careers. So what do you think – I'm trying to figure out how I want to say this. Do you feel like because they're – not as experienced that they're going to be one of the biggest hurdles for Stanford to get over this season. Uh, yes and no. I mean, I think replacing Simi Fajoko is is a big um, a big task, but they have some seniors on the roster that I think can help out with that. And more than anything, it's just you're you're finding guys to replace his production, and I think they can do that in a variety of different ways. They have some tight ends, they have some running backs, they have some fullbacks um, that I think are really you know, potent Nathaniel Pete, Austin Jones. We've heard talk about that um, uh, and them, and, and just their ability to uh, move the move the ball. You know, Houston Haymuli's a, a fifth-year senior there at the fullback position. New incomer Coco Lukrich, 
um, you know, also a fullback there at 6'3", 250. Um, and also, you know, Jay Simons, Shield Taylor. So they've got some weapons there at the fullback position. That doesn't mean that they have to depend on the wide receivers, um, but they usually will throw the ball outside just a little bit. Stanford is not a huge big play at, at the wide receiver position offense, right? They like those taller guys that they can throw to in the red zone and, and on longer situations that they can throw those up and out passes to. Um, so it'll be interesting to see who emerges from that group. But as always, they've got a lot of really good uh, tight end and, and fullback and running back prospects. So, All right. Well, again, season's right around the corner. We're just giving you some previews to get you excited, get you in the know of your teams, of what's going on prior to the season starting so you're not, you know, in the dark at all. Granted, there's it doesn't seem like nothing major is happening with any of these teams, so we're in the clear with that. As long as we avoid any major injuries or whatever, it'll be all good. But we will definitely keep you up to date with all major Pac-12 news that you need to know ahead of this Pac-12 football season. If you're into betting, you definitely want to check out the new Locked on Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Betting doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to them. You can get your daily picks, your blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. So make sure you follow the Locked on Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get your podcasts. And then tune in to the Locked on Pac-12 podcast or the Locked on Youths podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. And you can follow along on Twitter at LO underscore Pac-12, underscore Cindy Robinson, and at Brown Bear SLC. Other than that, make sure you stay locked on the Pac-12 on Locked On Network.